Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB were looking back at Wednesday, and, oh, God damn it, we're still talking about the America's Cup. How can that be happening, given that, A, it might not even be happening, and, B, it looks like it's not going to be happening here, and, C, it's not happening at the moment. Anyway... Uh, and uh, why do so many people want out of their jobs at the moment too? Uh, before any of that, uh, the really important story of the day yesterday, uh, Mike King's given his honour back because the government's done nothing about mental health when they said they were going to fix it. Tough day today. Yeah, yeah. Don't you wish they'd put as much effort into mental health as they do into the America's Cup? Yeah, well, you know, that's a very fair thing to say, actually. So yeah. listen, what happened? You turned up with your gong. Who'd you give it to? I gave it to Michael Webster, a lovely, a lovely guy. He's part of the... I don't know, the Masons down there, I don't know what he does, but he was a lovely guy. And, you know, we just quietly handed it back with as much dignity as we could, me, my wife, and uh, my seven-year-old. And then we, then I just, I, I left and, yeah, it was uh, really emotional leaving and, you know, hearing all the supporters down there applauding. No, I didn't expect that kind of threw me and got a bit teary. But, mm. um, you know, I heard so many stories today, Heather, from the people that were walking and it just confirmed to me today confirmed uh, that we need to push on and we need to keep pressing uh, the Ministry of Health to be more transparent and to look at more options uh, around mental health care. And that doesn't that doesn't mean spending any money. This has never been about money. There is more than enough money in the system. Um, but it's been managed incompetently. How can they manage it better? So you're talking about the 1.9, right? 1.9 billion has yep. been given to this, and it is just yep. doing nothing. So what yeah, can they right. do so, to make this better? Look, we, people need to understand how the system works. Governments come and go. The bureaucrats stay the same. Yeah. The same clowns that were advising John Keir, the same clowns that are advising um, Jacinda Ardern. It's a good point, isn't it? Um, unfortunately, we can't vote out the bureaucrats, which is... That's it's the tricky part. Um, and But I guess it's up to the government whether they take advice from clowns. Like if you see somebody turning up with oversized shoes and, you know, bright green girly wig, probably shouldn't take them seriously. Um, I, I liked, I really appreciated that little burn about the America's Cup at the beginning of that because it really loathes me to say I'm going to have to pay for quite a lot of America's Cup stuff in this podcast because it's all I've been sent from some of the producers. So, mm, where do we begin? I think surely we can meet a little bit of the way. I mean, Grant Dalton is a master negotiator. He knows about brinksmanship. But if the government says we're after high-end tourists... If Team New Zealand says, well, funny that, here's a whole world load we prepared earlier, it would seem a match made in heaven. At the same time, Team New Zealand, don't you owe us one? So that while you benefited last year, it gives New Zealanders involved in the industry an opportunity to benefit next time around. Look, I get the economic benefits and all the rest of it, but surely there comes a point where we're just not going to put up with this bollocks anymore. Every time it's like this. Why don't we ever learn? Am I sounding a bit like this guy who called into Tim Roxbury yesterday afternoon? I'm angry. Uh, or to use as maybe Tom Cruise's line, I think it might have been, mad as hell. Um, it's just not good enough. Um, two reasons. Firstly, 
there's an expectation that was set by us winning the America's Cup that we get to host it. We've invested a hell of a lot of money over the years to get it to this point. So my expectation, and probably the rest of the country, was that we would be hosting it again and that we would end up providing there was no interference from COVID with something like we had back when Peter Blake was running the show and we had uh, millionaires from all across the world, billionaires from across the world, spending their hard-earned money with our businesses across the country. I personally bumped into the Prada team at a vineyard in the Coromandel, this little backwater vineyard place. And they were really nice guys and they were shelling out the bucks and buying drinks for everybody else. And, And that, to me, was how that brought the benefit of that event to our country. The second point that I'm angry about, in a time when we're trying to recover from COVID-19, people are out of work, people can't get a house, uh, our roads are shot, uh, our education system sucks, and the fact that our nurses and, and teachers are getting no pay increase, you know, we have to justify where this money's being spent. And yet Dalton hasn't even given us the courtesy of telling us where that's going. Yeah, there, there seem to be some sorts of noises, and this is what Dalton's saying when he regards it as one of the worst sporting tragedies in New Zealand's history, which I think is hyperbole, but as I said earlier on, uh, when he's talking about what happened in 2003 where we lost a bunch of sailors, uh, that because we didn't have enough money, that, that seemingly the same thing would happen again. Uh, and, and yet having tightened up the rules of how many sailors in your syndicate have to uh, qualify for residency... Um, essentially have to have strong links to the country in which they're representing, uh, would would hopefully uh, sort that out somewhat, not not entirely. Um, but I think, Don, if, if you're feeling it and other people are feeling it, then whether Dalton thinks he's right or not, the, the PR battle uh, probably hasn't been won. I just don't understand why people think that these super-rich, super-yachtsmen give a single stuff about things like, you know, national pride and patriotism. They they care about it when it works for them. It's, but it's, it's all just dollars and cents. Why don't people get that? It's not a religion. It's just rich people faffing around on... They're not even boats. Oh, it makes me so angry. Um, I, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say I'm mad as hell, though. Uh, he was wrong. It was not Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom Cruise may have said at some point in his life that he'd met as hell. Of course, it was the character Howard Beale, uh, the anchor man in the seminal 1976 movie Network. Uh, come on, young people. Do your, do your homework. Go back and watch that. It is a very good film. Um... Oh, I, look, I'm so fatigued. And I'm maybe uh, Marcus is too. I feel punch drunk by the America's Cup. Because what happens is that every time, every time it happens, McDonald's and all the advertisers get behind it and it's, you turn on the TV and all the commercials are behind it, you know, and it's almost a masterclass and advertising and PR. And every four years we get duped into it again. And it's almost like you can't criticise it because you're considered that you're not a patriot. Or that you don't understand yachting. That was the other great one that people say to you. Oh, you don't understand yachting. But um, 
it's one of those sports that's difficult to get involved with. Not really the sport of the people. You can't watch it because it's in the middle of the ocean. And only three or four countries have the billionaires prepared to race in it. Yet we chose that as our sport that we were going to exert our world dominance in. I've always had this kind of queasy feeling, but I've always been mindful too that even when I worked at TVNZ in one of those first ones, 1994, and we were forced to do like a Red Sox commercial, I always felt that was also a bit weird too, that, you know, you couldn't question this orgy of support. Oh, Marcus, I love you. I love you so passionately today. Orgy of support. Punch drunk by the America's Cup. Ah, oh, I love it when I don't have to make up my own headlines for the podcast. Fantastic. So you see what you've got? You've got a twofold problem here. Employers won't make the pay rises big enough to keep these people but they'll then face a skills and staff shortage because of that. So who wins? Unemployment didn't spike as high as initially feared last year, according to this report, but we will we see, do you think, a different picture next year? You know, Are we just going to be a bit slower to feel the effects of COVID and lockdowns and job dissatisfaction than perhaps other countries? I guess if we can take away some positives, it's good that people are feeling ambitious again and want to progress their career advancement and push ahead and get out there. But at what cost to these industries if and when they do? Because it's not all about pay. Two and five said their work wasn't providing new challenges and a similar number cited poor management and workplace culture. And that stuff's really hard to fix. I mean, cultures tend to be systemic and deeply rooted, don't they? Poor managers, less so. Uh, but it does present a conundrum going forward in terms of how employers respond to the pay rise question, if you're brave enough, of course, to ask for a pay rise, that is only a quarter of employees bothered asking for a pay rise last year. And with surveys like this showing how few employers are actually prepared to give a pay rise, you can see why people are shy to ask. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's so tricky that you know employers complain about not being able to find staff, but then employees complaining that they don't get paid enough. I don't know what to do. I think, to be honest, I think the sooner the robot apocalypse happens and they just come and plug us all in as batteries, uh, Matrix style, probably for the best. And then we'll all just live our best lives in the Matrix and not know that they're just um, using us for our energy. Well, they reap the rewards. That seems like a good system to me. I'm starting to sound like the bad guy in the Matrix. Have I got too involved with my Matrix? I went straight into the Matrix analogy, really. I, I probably leapt into that a bit quickly. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. And uh, we'll be back here again tomorrow. It's it's free. Um, so there's no reason for you uh, not to enjoy it. And it only takes about 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> 